Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deadmind's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Amanda Nduka. And I am Dino Ray Ramos. And who do we have, Dino, <laughs> uh, our episode today? This week, we have the lovely, delightful Amber Ruffin, who has her new talk show coming out this this is coming out next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so this this week. Yeah, so yeah. it's on Peacock. And boy, is she, she oh God, that was such a yeah, conversation. Yeah, she's so fun. And she, I mean, she's a she she's a she's also a writer um on Seth Meyers late late night talk show. Yeah. She's a writer on the uh Black Lady Sketch Show. Um yeah. she, I mean, she we we talk about a lot. I mean, she's among the very few amount of, of women, uh, Black women, to have a, a show named after themselves. And if you think about the Black women amongst uh, Late Night, that that number gets much smaller. Um, but she's doing it, and we definitely can't wait to see um, what she has in store. Yeah. Based on our conversation, there's going to be tons of things to learn yeah. from her show yeah. and tons of things to laugh at. And I, I personally love it's kind of like she delivers bad news in the <laughs> or yeah. like trash news in the sweetest and kind of like all oh you know like kind of like a, a wink and a smile like yeah. horrible news with a wink and a smile. <laughs> yeah no she gives us a sneak peek of what they're gonna talk about i mean it sounds like no topic is off limit um yeah. so i like i said i'm looking forward to it september 25th on uh peacock peacock haka <laughs> you know also came up with a new slogan for peacock so um you guys enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> without further ado here is amber Amber, welcome to the Deadline to Hollywood podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's so oh my nice. God, we're so excited. Yeah, so we're excited about your your your, your late night show, um, which is premiering on the 25th. Uh, but before we, before we jump into that, um, we just want to talk about sort of like your humble beginnings in this business. So what inspired you to, to, to get into comedy and, and, and write comedy? Um, and and what, who were some of the people you sort of looked up to as you were forming your, your, your skills? Um, I started doing comedy when I was, I don't know, like 20 probably, and living in Omaha, Nebraska. And okay, Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> we exist. Um, <laughs> I came up in Omaha, Nebraska, and we had an improv group um, that was just lonely. We'd have sad little shows. I shouldn't say it. It was lovely. It was, lovely. It was great. And it was all we knew of shows. So, for all we knew, they were as good as shows get. Um, but we would do those shows, and they were really fun. And then we would go to Chicago for the Chicago Improv Festival. And when we got there, one of the people was like, you need to move here and you'll have a full-time job within a year. Mm. The lady who owns IO owned IO, which is an old uh, <laughs> improv theater, told me that if I moved there okay. in a year, I'd have a full-time job. And I did, and I did. And All then right. I never stopped working. That's a lie. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't act fast enough to snatch it out of my mouth. <laughs> it, when I moved to, okay, so we do that. Then moved to Chicago. Then in Chicago, I got a job 
uh, at Boom Chicago, which is a theater where you write and perform. Mm -hmm. So I was writing sketches and doing shows then, you know, like fucking 10 shows a week stuff. Sometimes like 14 shows a week. And then... Oh, God. The hustle, um, uh, Second City Denver for a year, two years, I don't remember. And then did Second City Chicago main stage and then did Boom Chicago again and then moved to LA to try to make it uh, and did not, but got... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You have to go to another love it. No. <laughs> I was like, this place does not care that I am here. Uh, but yeah, I, that's, uh, that's entertainment industry for you. <laughs> but they, they'll care now. They'll yeah. care now. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun thing to say and think. Um, are you guys in LA? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, LA <laughs> is great. You know. <laughs> no, you know what? Y'all yeah. don't even have a son. I say LA. I say LA's trash all the time. Yeah. Why? Oh, I'm open. <laughs> I have to say, I liked living in LA more than I like living mm. in New York, but there were no jobs there for me. <laughs> like LA plus mm. a job is probably great. I wouldn't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, they care now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amber, what would you, I always say, I always like to ask comedians this because I, I feel like each, like individually, we all think we're funny in, a, in, in certain ways, but in reality, most of us probably aren't other than to ourselves. Um, so, <laughs> so what was it that you first found like that you could actually make people laugh? Um, I was good at making people laugh when I was young because I was just easily the ugliest child I have ever seen in my life was me what? <laughs> what? Don't say that. hey look it's it's true <laughs> i mean no, I was not. a special looking guy but i uh <laughs> that's wrong my mom gets so mad when i say that but i'm not lying remember how when you were a people would be like oh my gosh what a cute little sweetie i had never heard anyone say that and when people would say that to my friends, I'd be like, you, I don't think you're allowed to talk to children like that because I had never, <laughs> no one had ever said that to me ever. So I thought, what an odd thing. Would they say something like, oh, it's a child. <laughs> something like even very general. They would general. say, oh, are you a boy or a girl? Okay, so how did you how did you find your funny within that? Well, I had no choice. I had mm. to do something. So I mean, I was always goofing around, but it was a, this real nice, you know, jester of the nerds. I bet is an accurate term for what I was, because I was only friends mm. with little bitty nerds, and then I would make the nerds laugh. And so you know, if people on TV always makes it seem like there are two nerds at school and blah. It's like school is like 30% nerds, any school, 30% minimum. So that's a lot of people. So yeah. I, you know, was getting made fun of a lot, but I also had like a butt ton of my little friends um, to make laugh. And we really did. I think it was that, you know how like a lot of black people are extremely hilarious. 
it was that, you know, and, and they're hilarious because of what life is and it's a way to survive. That's what it right. is like being a nerd. Yeah, it's kind of like a defense mechanism almost, you know, like, or coping mechanism, coping like just, mechanism. just to laugh yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. You're forced to yeah. just chill out and have a nice time. Yeah. Were exactly. you in any... Were you in any stereotypical nerd clubs or band or <laughs> choir? This is the nerdiest thing I would do. I okay. spoke sign language, signing exact English, Ooh. not ASL. The sign language I speak, uh, I'll talk to you about it later. It's too complicated. <laughs> I spoke signing exact English. Um, Nebraska was the last state to have signing exact English because it's offensive. <laughs> Oh, it's like, wait, wait, it's called signing exactly. Yes, English? and it's the English they used to teach deaf people so that they could assimilate. So, mm. well, I did, I was not aware. Because we were the last place to have it. My yeah. neighbor was a deaf little girl, so I learned her sign language, and that was the language she was taught in school, but she also spoke normal sign language. Um, mm but she taught me signing exact English. So that's why I speak it. I still speak it. Anyway, um, every lunchtime, me and my friend who was valedictorian, that can't be right. Me and my friend who was probably had the highest GPA was uh, we, every lunch we would only speak in sign language so that we could learn sign language. That's nerdy. So so many people were like, "Oh, it's the deaf girl at school," because you know they'd only see me during lunch, and I'd be sitting with my friend, not speaking, only speaking sign language. So people thought okay, you were so deaf. That's also really smart because you can talk you can talk shit about people. They would never, <laughs> and they would Good. never. Do. I still do every once in a while. I'll find out. I'm <laughs> sign language. I'll be like, do, do you want to talk shit? <laughs> There is, there is a TikTok video that came out when WAP came out of this uh, of a deaf the deaf woman signing WAP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was I'm like obsessed with. Like I'm like that's that's my contribution to it. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I didn't even know that was English. What is what did you call it? Signing again? exact English. Signing in exact English. What's the What's the difference between that and, and the ASL? Signing exact English is um, like in ASL, they would say, literally, they would say something like, and again, I do not speak ASL. They would say something like, I'm going to the store, and they sign store, I store, like and half lower. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm thinking about what I should pick up. And it's only just a gesture being like, hmm, you know. But it's the words, I'm thinking about what I need from the store, you know, which is the way sign language should be because they don't need all of those words. It's ridiculous to require that. But in sign exact English, we would have to be like, I am thinking about going to the store because I wonder what could I possibly need. And it's a lot. Also, oh, so it's exact. It's exactly yeah. what. Oh, it's okay. too much. That's it's too many signs. You don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still really interesting, and that's cool that you you know another language. Like I, I I can only wish that I knew another language. That's like something that I 
been trying. I <laughs> I tried Spanish, gave up. I tried my own native language, it's gave up. Do a language. Igbo. My parents are Nigerian. <laughs> I try to. I can understand it a little Ooh. bit, but speaking it, I just can't. Yeah. yeah. It's the same with me. With because uh, it's like they speak it in the household, right? Like mm -hmm. I, my, my my parents speak Tagalog and another Filipino oh. dialect. So they would go in and out of each one yeah. in my house. So it's it was so that just fucked me up because I was like, oh, what language is going on? <laughs> but yeah, it's like you understand, but I never want to speak it because I feel like I'm going to butcher it and disrespect the culture. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's very yeah. It's very it's very hard. But like I, it, it, like in in Nigeria, they'll, they'll just make fun of you. But it's like they actually also respect you for trying. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Amber, I have a, how would you, how would you describe your style of comedy? Um, doofy, I mm. think I would say <laughs> I am doofy. a doofy guy, like, it's all very silly. I, yeah, I guess mm -hmm. silly is a more accurate word, because I'm not mm -hmm. looking to, I am looking to use that comedy to soothe these things that are making me insane to soothe me because of the things that are making me yeah. insane like i yeah. there's news that i just can't look at so i write a dumb song about it you know or whatever so we're gonna get deep here we're gonna get intense and yeah. serious you know <laughs> after you know george george floyd's you know death you know, um, I remember you came on to, to, to Seth Meyers and you shared your own experiences and you opened up about these numerous experiences that you had, which are very emotional. Um, but have you always been hesitant to share those kinds of stories because, you know, you, you are in this space of comedy and you do it through a comedic, you do it, but you would do it in comedic lens. But with, when you shared your story on Seth Meyers, it was very much kind of straightforward. It's like, this is what happened. Were have you been hesitant to tell your story, to tell these mm -hmm. stories? Um, no, no, it's just not a part of anything, you know. Like mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day oppression of Black people isn't a hundred percent conducive to comedy, but and it had to be told in that way at that time because everything was so serious. And I suppose I could have told those stories in a sillier way at a different time. That's possible. But it just was not what that time called for. Also, mm. any I did feel like, oh, I, I can tell these stories and be heard. Because mm. mm. that's two separate things. Because I, I constantly rag on the cops, fucking constantly. I can't stop. And yeah. now, you know, I always, like, when we do this bit called Jokes Seth Can't Tell, I always tell jokes about cops. <laughs> I always have at least one yeah. because <laughs> of uh, my strong feelings about cops. Um, mm -hmm. So I told those stories and was like, oh, now you get why I always have to put in a cop burn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just I don't just like to burn cops. It's yeah, coming from a yeah. place that's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is it is interesting because um I, I was I, it, it something happened to me the other like last week. Uh, uh 
you know, and I'm not black, but I am brown or bronze or a shade of brown. Um, and I got pulled over. And, uh, uh, you know, I, well, first off, I'm going to make this about me for a minute. Uh, for I was driving in Burbank, driving home. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And I was all ready to do. And I saw a cop. So I was like, naturally, you get a little bit more cautious. And you slow down. And then you kind of are all, ooh, I'm, I'm getting nervous. And cops make me nervous anyway. Whatever. And then I drove, the, the light turned green. I drove off. He turned his lights on. And I was just like, oh, he needs to pass me. And then he, um, he didn't need to pass me. He was pulling me over. And I was just like, oh, what, what did I do? And so I, you know, pulled over. And he, he was like, oh, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was all, no. And then he, he was like, oh, well, your third brake light is out. The, the one on the roof. Not the, the, he said the two are fine. And I was all, oh. And then he was like, oh, and why did you slow down beside me? And I was all, <laughs> because it was a red light. And then he was like, oh, are you on probation, on parole or anything? And then I was just like, no. Mind you, he did not have a mask either right. when he was, he pulled me over. And, he, and I was all, no. And I was wearing... <laughs> I was wearing a black baseball cap and a shirt with Malcolm X and Yuri Ko Ko Kochiyama on it. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he didn't know who they were. But uh, <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And then, he, and then I gave him my life. And my last name's Ramos. I've been mistaken for different ethnicities and races before. Uh, and I was, I was genuinely kind of terrified. And then I, I kept on going back and forth in my head. I was just like, am I overreacting? Or is he just doing his job? And, it's like, and I was like, oh, I'm not black, but I know it would be worse if I was black. And, but it made me really nervous. And, and I was just, and then, and, then I, and, then I re, and I posted on Twitter and everything because that's what you do. Post, and my sister was like, can I post it on Facebook? And then this one, one of her friends commented on it saying, he should just be grateful that cops are here to protect us. And, 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 um, and, and like kind of just, cause I said, cops are all trash. And then she was like coming after me and I was like, I hate Facebook. But then like kind of this kind of brings me to my question about, you know, how do you deal with people? I mean, I, I guess Amanda, you can answer too, you know, who kind of gaslight or question your stories and like saying, oh, but you probably did something wrong or something like that. Cause I, it's it, like, what happened to me is like nothing but I still was fucking terrified. And I, 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 everyone was like, oh yeah, that was racial profiling. They, 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 they saw you. But how, how do you deal with like people who are kind of counter or kind of try to contradict or gaslight what you say in terms of your experiences? That's a long way of asking that question. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. Also like, once you're black and 40, I can see it coming a mile away. You know, I know who's going to say something crazy, especially after having grown up in Nebraska. I can clock it before you open your mouth. I know what you're going to say. I just have, it's been literally years since someone has honestly surprised me. You can't, you can't surprise me anymore because 
I, I, a, I know it's coming, but also like now our bubble is so small in here. Everybody's a comedian. It's friggin' New York City. You know, this is a very liberal place. And also mm. now that I'm on this show, try. Come on. <laughs> you want to talk about it? Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to embarrass you. you yeah. <laughs> what was the response uh, that people uh, uh, gave to you after that, after your... Um... Dude, so I haven't been in the office, now I'm back, but I haven't been in the office, you know, for that whole six months. Yeah. And I got here and there was this pile of um, fan mail and it was all cards from mostly white people saying I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Wow. wow. Really? And I I do have to appreciate them sending tangible, actual postal mail. I know yeah. what to do. I, it, I just thought that was so sweet. And each letter was yeah. like, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. Thank you. Th I'm so glad you said that. What if you hadn't said that? And then yeah. I'd just be out in the world thinking what I thought. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much, it's so crazy how like a lot of like white people are coming out and saying like oh we didn't know like when black <laughs> about about like the oppression that black and brown people and people of color and women have been facing in this country for years like even after George Floyd happened and and all this stuff happened with um the people calling out the industry and what they've been doing it's like a lot of I, I remember the, the the I read something about the creator of Friends saying that she wishes she knew now what she did back then and she would have made the show more diverse but i'm thinking in my head like nothing has really changed in the lot like what what we've been talking about what we were saying back then is the same thing that has been said right now and so the fact that you're saying that you're so surprised or you don't know it just baffles me same thing when people say they're surprised about the police and how police treat people you know how many <laughs> it, how many years it's been like well he the cop said that that's how it went down. Yeah. Like, you, has a cop yeah. ever, ever said, mm -hmm. you know, I just got scared and I shot him. Have you ever heard a cop say that? Then don't mm -hmm. you think it's ever happened? So yeah. the only <laughs> conclusion you can come to is that lying is acceptable. Uh, I don't want to get all riled up. But also, it's, it's one part white people didn't know, sure. But it's another part mm -hmm. white people didn't believe what we were saying. Mm -hmm. but, I think it's that part. I think it's more so that, that right there. <laughs> they didn't know, honestly. Um, but now that you have a platform, like you mentioned before, <laughs> a platform <laughs> to call out people um, for their wrong. Now doing, a bigger one. What can you tell us about your show, the Amber Ruffin show? We uh, mentioned earlier it's going to premiere on uh, September 25th on uh, Peacock. What can you is that what <laughs> yeah. Peacock is? That is accurate. <laughs> That's how you say it. <laughs> That's what a peacock sounds like. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> um, what can you tell us about this show? What can we expect to see? Um, it's a, it's, you know, as we're writing, like the, my writers are Shantir Jackson, uh, Dwayne Perkins, and Demi Adejuibe, and it's like the floodgates have opened because you know when you write comedy it has to be white people have to be able to understand it but i was like those rules <laughs> don't apply here it's all through the black lens so do as the spirit moves it. you so it's just 
the the best fucking sketches. It's the best. And Aww. I'm just like, oh, of course, everyone is free now. And they weren't yeah. a minute ago. Mm. So yeah. What, what, what kind of cop, uh, topics are you guys going to be covering? We're going to cover <laughs> allyship. Mm. Uh, we're going to cover how um, athletes feel like uh, how how reporters talk to black athletes versus white athletes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. Oh my God. I was thinking about that the other day too, like how reporters interview black folks versus no. Or just how, even even just how a camera, a video, like video camera, whatever, film people, like people of color or black athletes versus white athletes. Yeah. Oh, even now. for like, <laughs> sorry, do you want us to be in your writer's room too? <laughs> we definitely go in. You might think you wouldn't be able to do it, but you can do it. It's just so, it's <laughs> such an unmined area that yeah. all the ideas we have are ideas that should have been on TV 500 years ago. It's just that there was no mm-hmm. platform for it. And there have been several platforms, but not enough for all right. the ideas. Right, right. So would you say that nothing is off limits? Um, or do you have topics that you, you try to stay away from, like politics? Oh, or- no. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely talk about that. I'm gonna talk about everything. Hopefully, we were just talking about this. Like, we want to make sure that people feel welcome. Like, I would say that's the only barrier. Like, I I don't want to be talking about stuff I do not know anything about. Um. Also, I don't want to be like we did have to take an ableist pass through everything and be like, geez, it's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like you, you, once you say, okay, I want us, I want this to be a fun thing for everybody. Well, then you have work to do. So here I am. So you're filming in a studio right now, uh, sans audience, without an audience right now. And so it's just you in front, behind a desk, right? Or? (laughs) It's me, uh, and we haven't shot it yet. We shoot a test show Mm. on Friday, and then we shoot it the day it airs. So we're not going to Oh! Oh, so it's okay. and then it and it and then it goes on the peacock caca. That's right. That <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm like wanting. This is my opportunity for peacock to hire me as an official <laughs> spokesmodel. Or we can just say that like peacock caca only on peacock. And then only on because you know how like NBC has doom doom doom. Peacock could have. Is there? Oh, okay. <laughs> where is the peacock? I heard one. So, <laughs> I only see two comments. Um, Ember, I want to get your opinion because obviously with comedy, I feel like comedy has been sort of coming, a lot of people have been coming down really hard on, on comedians. And, and I guess obviously 
uh, they've been scrutinized a lot for their content. And um, do you feel like, do you feel like there's a limit to what comedians can talk about or make fun of? Because there, I mean, there is this cancel culture now, right? Like you can't really say anything anymore without, you know, you, can, you have to sort of watch what you say now. So what, what do you think when it comes to comedy? Should, should, there, should there be some more tighter boundaries? I think that comedy has always been a little wild and we get to pick what we take in. <laughs> but yeah. I also think, hey, if you're the type of person that punches down, knock yourself out. I don't know. That's not my business. I don't want any part of it, you know? <laughs> but if that's what yeah. floats your boat, go on and do it. Yeah. But, you know, it also then it gets to the point where, because I don't want to be offended for other people. Mm-hmm. nothing makes me crazier than when some old white lady is like so you capitalize black but you don't capitalize brown so what like oh no you, you have okay, <laughs> oh so, yeah i don't want to ever end up like that so if i'm not in it then i'm not in it that <laughs> um, <laughs> so we would we, we can we won't expect a, an apology um, uh, or a post from you anytime. Hey, but if I but I do feel like I'm different. If I have made a mistake, you need to tell me. Please tweet at me mm-hmm. and let me know okay. this ain't it. I need to know because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to alienate people. I don't want people to feel bad when they watch my show. I want them to feel yeah. good. And I want it to be for everybody. So if I'm out here accidentally tripping over, like, how to talk about people's pronouns and shit, tell me. Yeah. Tell me. I don't want to be, I don't want it to get to 10 years from now when I'm so out of touch. I can't even be talked to. I don't want that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's kind of like, I think cancel culture is, there's this lack of accountability, which kind of makes it worse with the fact that, you know, you said something like, oh, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, don't tell me. I'm going to do what I want. And yeah, I yeah. think that's kind of, that's where I see an issue personally. Yeah. I um, mean, hey, some yeah. people like that there's money in being a piece of shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't I mean, regret no, that's dinner. very true. It, it is very true. There's an audience for, I mean, like obviously there's an audience for everybody in this country. So that that's um very true. Um, Amber, you're amongst a very small amount of um a small group of people, uh black females that have had a show that has their name on them. <laughs> late um, night, actually. A la- and and a late that's e- that, that makes the list even yeah. smaller if yeah. <laughs> you're thinking about because, late night. Um, I mean, have has there been a black woman? Monique had a show on BET. Monique and Robin. 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 Oh, that's right. That's right. Robin. Yeah, Um, Yeah, they both had a show on BET. Whoopi Goldberg and uh, and uh, they were all late night. Because I remember Tempest Bledsoe had a daytime daytime. show. (laughs) Daytime show. Yeah, she did. A long time ago, who had I think a late. Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, th- yeah, I think it's safe to say that we could probably count it on all of our fingers. On one hand. Maybe, maybe both fingers. Uh, oh, both hands. one to six. Um, 
Wanda Spike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Is, I think it is five but, um, is the real number, I think. <laughs> well, we got We're not so going into double digits. Are, we, are, you, are, you five or, are you five or six? I don't know. I, I want to be, okay. I say oh, I six. think I'm five. Five. Oh, wow. So you complete the fingers or you complete the hands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, how does it sort of feel to, to have this? And what was your immediate thought when you, they were first uh, telling you that you're going to get your own show? Um, I thought, great. <laughs> <laughs> You're all great, and then you went back to sleep. <laughs> well, I I thought it was really exciting. This is what I've wanted. You know, I tried to get sitcoms going in NBC, and that never went anywhere. And then I pitched this show, a version of this show, to, I think a year or two ago. It had to be two years ago. Two years ago, and then. They said no, and then they came to us and were like, hey, remember that show? Can we have that? And we're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, like we, we have mentioned, you know, that there is, the, the, the late night space is predominantly and has been predominantly white, cis, hetero, and male since the inception of late night talk shows. Um, and as like one of the few women of color who have entered this space, I think right now it'd be, be you and Lily Singh, I think. Lily, yay. <laughs> yeah. um, do you feel this kind of pressure or responsibility to immediately kind of get it right so they don't take it away from you? Because you know, a lot of people in marginalized spaces or communities, they have this feeling of like, oh, oh my God, if I don't do this right, we're good. They're gonna take it away from me. Like, how do you just even navigate well, not those just thoughts? That. They're gonna, not just gonna take it away from you, but they're gonna take it away from people that look like you too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah. that's like an added mess around and this like, for all of us. It's like a, it's like all eyes no are pressure. on Amber. <laughs> Amber, if you fuck this up, then no one eats. Um, <laughs> I do feel that pressure, but I always have. Like, I've always been the only Black woman. Like, I wrote on Robin Thede's sketch show, but I wrote remotely. So I've never had a writer's room with a Black lady in it. Because now mm. our show is on Zoom. Because all our people in LA, I still can't have it. So one day, I'm going to be able to look like this, uh, you know, at the desk next to me and go, do you have any lotion? And she'll go, she'll hand it to me. This is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, yeah. Uh, shout out to Shantira because she's a friend of mine. I, I love Shantira. Love, 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 love. She's my perfect. Shout baby. out to her. Her and her and her bread video or bread making on Instagram. She's gifted. <laughs> she's a gifted baker. I love her. I love, yeah. love, love her. So, um, but yeah. How do you how do you hope that your 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 show stands out, Amber? I hope that it can soothe you while looking at what's horrible. Like most late night shows will look at the current news and kind of rant about it. And that's great. And so will I, but we'll also just roll around in the unbelievability of it all. Like it, it, yeah. none of this is normal. And so we'll go ahead and roll around in that. 
and rant a little bit. But just so that we take a look at what is happening, you know, because that can make you crazy. If you go, this man said this and these people believe it. And now they're all kissing each other in a pile outdoors. <laughs> this isn't normal, right? And then once you hear one person go, I think this is very abnormal and it's making me feel sad. Once you hear someone do that, it, uh, you calm down quite a bit and you can just live in this world a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. No, we definitely that's actually, yeah, that's so true. Definitely need humor right now. There are a lot of things going on there. You're like, what the, did you not just see that? <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Um, There's so much horrible. You can news, miss a whole horrible but... thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a long yeah. time where I was like, wait, California's on fire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Yeah. I didn't know it was as bad as it was until everything started getting, you know, tinted. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this is fire. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, there's, my, there's just so much going on. So it's hard to. Yeah. I have my family is in the Bay Area and my sister was sending me pictures. She lives like an hour outside of San Francisco. Like, but where her in the suburbs it was still raining ash like she was filming it and it was like falling on the cars and i was all whoa and all you know that that those orange tinted yeah. pictures looking like blade yes. runner i was like, <laughs> uh, yeah it's, I, I, I was that was just freaky yeah it's really it's really scary but um according to our but let's talk about happy they're gonna end they're gonna end soon so <laughs> i mean i'd be fine if the world ended right now no. i mean after amber's show premiere so right. everyone exactly. remember there's no hope good night <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great oh my gosh <laughs> and you would definitely find an audience for that too um <laughs> what Amber's show will be the last one to sign off over like <laughs> What do you what do you have going on next, Amber? That you can talk about, and if there's nothing that you can talk about, what what are you what are you irking to do that you haven't done yet in your career? I have a book coming out. I wrote a book with my sister because she started writing down all of the crazy racist things that happened to her because she lives in Omaha, and it's you know real racist things happen all the time and they're serious but this stuff is just the most hilarious like once she um had harriet tubman checks you know little checks with harriet tubman on and she gave them to the lady and the lady goes oh you put your face on your checks wow. <laughs> oh stop stop it <laughs> a thousand stories oh, like that. My yeah, God, was it like the? Was it the picture that? Yes, it's the picture you're of thinking Harry of. Jesus Christ, yeah. you guys. Like, yes. like, oh. This is why we complain that Black history should be longer than a month, and and in the shortest month of all. I, okay, I am tripping over that. <laughs> that is crazy. What's the book the called? Book is called "You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey." Un <laughs> crazy stories of racism that could be a really good show too like just the, the crazy racist things that happen because it, it was sometimes it's you know it's all innocent but it's still like huh, like it's like it's yeah. so much this is 2020 and we're still explaining who harriet tubman is but you know it's we'll, fine we'll, we'll just put all our faces on checks <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue to pray for for our country and our people um, <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> 
That's all we can do. Right. So, dang. Um, um, so we like to end the, the interview with the section or segment we call the facts or the FAQs. Just just some random stuff that, that we like to ask our guests. So the first question is, what is one TV show or movie that you'll never get tired of watching? Um, popular answer, The Last Dragon. Unpopular Ooh. answer, Spanglish. Wait, wait a those are in two. Wow. Kid, help me. Oh my God. Really? So the way Spanglish with Adam Sandler. With Adam Sandler, that, that, right? Was it Taylor yeah. Leone? Yes. It, yes. No, it was Taylor Leone. It was Taylor Leone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's I, <laughs> oh, I, I give I give props to Last Dragon. I'm, I'm not mad at Spanglish. I'll watch yeah. it if it's on HBO. Spanglish was the only dvd when i lived in amsterdam it was the only dvd in the house and so i'd be like i guess i'll watch it english again. it happened so many times that i honestly grew to love it it was almost like a stockholm syndrome kind that's of right thing. <laughs> okay um so you recently tweeted about the verses with brandy and monica we also saw the verses with uh patty and uh, gladys yes. which was just as iconic what is your dream verses it, it doesn't have to be musicians it could be anyone I've else been like, thinking about yeah. this. inventors <laughs> Benjamin Franklin versus. No, I mean, I guess I have been thinking about this, and I think versus is has become a space where Black people get to celebrate one another. But if you take out the Z's and then you replace them with S's, then anyone can do it. So if this versus, I would have. Adam Sandler, how crazy we just mentioned him, versus Andy Samberg with silly songs. Ooh. Oh, that fun. I honestly think Andy would win. Andy has, I feel like he has the best silly songs, honestly. Like Dick in the Box, like you can't. But I think Adam Sandler is better at top of head, I think. Like I think mm -hmm. he could do it on the spot. I'm not saying Andy can. That would be a good matchup. Let's make it, it would happen. It be the most like, fun. <laughs> And also, so, but it has to be S. It has to be versus. Yes. Like not you can't have disease. <laughs> you can't have disease. You get the S. Um, okay, if you could live the life of Beyonce, J Lo, Rihanna, or Janet Jackson for one day, who would it be? Okay, so there's a lot here. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. Okay, let's talk okay, about it. Like, I'd like to be Beyonce and look at myself. I'd like to be Rihanna and look at myself. But what is Janet Jackson doing? What does the baby look like? Where is yes. she? How is she living? I yeah, where the know. fuck is she? And so yes. I would have to just we've never, we've never seen the baby. Well, I've never seen. I don't know. If but the baby, yeah, the baby, yeah. I think, wasn't she living in Dubai or something at one point? Like, doesn't she have like a, a king or a prince? Like, she's married to some prince? I think they got divorced, but yeah, I think that's who her child's father is, is some prince or... or and also, or, her Instagram, I don't know if those are recent pictures. There's like, no, I didn't know. You know like, 
Yeah, there's, <laughs> it, it could be like, because it's very, it's very, her, her Instagram is so produced. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like, there's nothing candid. Like, it's not just, because at least Mariah has candid shit, you know. But Janet, you know, it's just like, oh, here's a picture of me. And it, that could have been from her era of, you know, you know, self-titled. I don't know. It's, 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 it's so weird. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, it's still good. At least people can still believe that even if it is old, that she still looks like that, though, which is, yeah. I mean, what's, the last, what's the last music she put out? I don't know, actually. Um, oh, she did do a track with Missy. Uh, a while back. Made for now. It's called Made for that. Now. That's how that is. Oh, okay, okay, I got okay, okay. I was like, oh, hard. I'm only thinking of of her old stuff. Like, I get so lonely. Oh my god, I better not be wrong about Made for Now. That's my. <laughs> Are you looking? Okay. Well, uh, while Amber facts check, facts fact checks that. Um. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Amber, what is one talent that you wish you had? Okay, I think oh, I'm right. Um, okay. One talent that I wish I had. You know what I always wish I could do is fix a car. Wouldn't that be so mm. freaking cool if someone was like, it, yeah. and they were like, no, well, I can't. I guess I can't go to the store. You'd be like, no, bud. Pop your hood. And then you'd floopy floop inside the hood. And then you <laughs> fix the car. That's exactly, I was, how, that, that's exactly how the mechanics do it. They just floopy floop in the car. Get it, get it done. Um, okay. Would you rather have everything on your phone right now, everything from browsing history, photos, text messages, all that stuff, made public for anyone to search or or anyone who searches your name or never use a cell phone again? Um, I wouldn't mind if everyone read my stuff. You have my phone. You read through it right now. Who cares? It's, it's, there's no Chris Evans situation. I've been on married there. for ten years. There is literally nothing on my phone. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm talking shit about someone, but probably not. Yeah. I'm probably not even doing that. <laughs> this is probably like, how cute is your dog? Send yeah. me another picture. It's all nothing. <laughs> so you're from like a movie rating, like a G to R, or even you know uh, NC17. How is your phone? What would you rate your phone? <laughs> I mean, I guess PG-13 because I cuss a lot, but okay. Okay, I don't that's like fine. butts yeah, or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is definitely an R. I would not want to. Oh my God. I, I just talk a lot of shit yeah, about yeah. <laughs> it's just It's just endless. If yeah, we ever yeah. meet would... each other in person, I need you to come up to me. And don't say anything and put your hand out. And then I'll go, okay. And I'll take out my phone and I'll open it up and I'll hand it my phone. And, go to town. and then I can, oh, that, that, that's like a good segment, ever. like for your show 10 minutes with a stranger and Amber's phone. <laughs> <laughs> you find something you like, send it to yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, our last. Our last question that we ask all our guests, um, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, comedian, writer, producer, any storyteller or creator that is not in the mainstream that you think deserves more shine and love from the industry? I think you're asking who got next. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that answer, of course, is my three writers. 
they're the best. Uh-huh. Joy and Shantira and Demi are the future. But because we mentioned them already, I feel like I have to go with someone new. And there is this comedian named Millie Tamaras, and she is so funny. And it's just who she is. Like, she can write and she can perform, but who she is is hilarious. And it's like, oh, you you gotta bottle this. Like, you should be, you should be the host of like eighteen different shows. I've watched that. It's just how she says what she says is absolutely hilarious every time. I love her. We have to look her up, Millie. What's her last name again? <laughs> That's a great question. I think you said it. You said it. I just I I, I missed the last. Tamaris. T A M A R E Z. Tamaris. Tamaris. Shout out to Millie. Millie Tamaris. We'll look. We'll look her yeah, up. She's um, so funny. We'll also be yeah, and we'll also be looking up your show on September twenty fifth. Yay! Excited. Very we'll, excited again. Yeah, and like, feel free to share everything on your phone with us. <laughs> I'll give you share my everything with your phone. And, <laughs> and also, your book with your sister, which I am like now dying. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. You Wait, sold it with a check. Is, that, is there a release date for I the book yet? I think it's January 12th. Yes. Good okay, New Year's. A good way to kick off the new yep. year. Right? <laughs> well, with checks with Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Oh my God, that should be your promo material. Just <laughs> checks and it should, Harry you have and an area, arrow pointed to it and said, not Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I mean, I don't know if this would be disrespectful, but what if it, you and your sister dressed like Harriet Tubman and put yourself on checks <laughs> and gave those out as promo items? Is that too far? Go, Harriet okay, Tubman sorry. question mark? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Amber, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. Um, we can't wait I'm for it. Yeah, stop talking. Yeah, yeah. I know. We can't wait. We'll we'll be tuning in uh, September twenty fifth. Everybody should. We can't wait to see what you have. And it's you guys are every week, right? Talking. A weekly weekly week. show, right? Every week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will we will definitely be tuning in. Are you guys gonna go in front of the audience? Um, any not not this year, right? But next year, is it gonna be shot in front of a live? No audience? one has any idea. Okay. <laughs> but when it happens, me and Amanda will will go to New York yeah, and be right. front row. Yeah, would love it. Would love it. Yeah, we'll love it. yeah I can't wait. Yeah, thanks, thanks again. Thanks, guys. Amber. Oh, remember, the world's ending. Go feel sad, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the way to end it. <laughs>